Hey, cannabis businesses, what do you want to know about your customers right now? To thrive in a crowded market, cannabis brands need insights that lead to great ideas. Soapbox Sample helps businesses understand the unique attitudes and experiences of their cannabis users. Visit SoapboxSample.com slash cannabis to download your free Green Rush Survival Kit. Welcome to Weed Week. I'm Alex Hopper. And I'm Donnell Alexander. This is the Weed Week podcast. You can subscribe to our free newsletters, Weed Week, Weed Week California, and Weed Week Canada, all at weedweek.net. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Weed Week News. Got any feedback? We'd love to hear from you at hello at weedweek.net. You can join our Patreon. You will get additional episodes of the Weed Week podcast each month, other cool gifts. You'll be a part of something. Check us out at patreon.com forward slash weedweek. Today we've got an interview with L.A. comedian Glenn Bolton. Yeah, we met him at a party, and it's funny because he's from Kansas City. And if you're from Kansas City, which we establish here as a one dispensary town, and you're at a party that's a cannabis party on a on the top of a building in Beverly Hills, you're kind of living the dream. But it's cool to have him on because he's a working comedian, and it's uh, he's one of us, really. So who's your favorite stoner comedian? I mean, the obvious choice is Dave Chappelle, but I'm old enough to say that I was introduced to this stuff by Cheech and Chong and George Carlin, like that whole first wave stuff. What about you? Do you have one? You, you seem a little skeptical. No, I, you know, I think I think a lot of comedians have probably smoked their fair share. Right. Yeah. And it's almost like if you're a niche stoner comedian, you're not as much a comedian. You know, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy Angaio Bellum, because he's in this genre, but he seems to be capable of transcending it he's great we have to have him on soon yeah well, well we can confess that i interviewed him and blew the tape and we're gonna do it again this summer it's gonna you're gonna get your ngayo bellum yeah i'm i'm really excited for that and i also get to sound off in the interview yeah. a little about <laughs> harold and kumar and i would just like to make another emphasis that i, I want them to make a movie every year and I, i'd like to say you made some very controversial comments that i think will come back to haunt you in this episode um, let's let the listeners find out. All right, here's Glenn Bolton. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsor. Cannabis businesses, what do you want to know about your customers right now? To thrive in a crowded market, cannabis brands need insights that lead to great ideas. Soapbox Sample helps businesses understand the unique attitudes and experiences of their cannabis customers. Visit SoapboxSample.com cannabis to download your free Green Rush Survival Kit. Welcome to Weed Week, man. What's up? Ah, oh, man, just enjoying being in Hollywood, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's because you fun. weren't, you've only been here for a minute, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I was here for a couple years before, and mm-hmm. then I left for a while, and then now I just, I just came back. And when you left, you went where? Went back home to KC. Kansas City, Missouri. How about that? You been to Kansas City, man? No. I would like to go. I mean, Kansas City, to me, is sort of a, sort of a romantic place. I mean, I've read about you know, in the 30s and 40s, it was it was a wild town. Oh, it, it still a, is. It's nothing like the 30s and 40s. I mean, some stuff is still like the 30s like and 40s, what? but I mean, you know, there's still there's still a, a bit of racism. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's 
it's it's a really like cool kind of artsy city. It's an amazing music scene because I mean a lot of people a lot of people don't know this, but like, Kansas City was like one of the ground zeros for jazz music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's a huge like rich jazz history in Kansas City. Well, that's so. where the song comes from, Kansas City. That's yeah. why I, want, I always want to go because you know the song Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. They got a lot of crazy women, and you want to mm. go to that place. You want to know that there's a lot of crazy women there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, did you smoke weed there? That had to be hard. Yeah, I did. I did. I started smoking weed like I want to say my second semester of my senior year of high school. I think it was when I started smoking and I went I went to school actually studying jazz uh in college so everybody I was around you know it was like just a bunch of hippie stoners <laughs> but the crappy thing is the way we had to get weed back then it was super it was super nerve-wracking it was stressful <laughs> How'd you do it? Well, I mean you had to go, you know what I'm saying, you had to go like to to the homie's house, you know what I'm saying? And if he's and if he's good at what he does, eventually he's going to you know he's gonna he's gonna attract attention, so everybody there is armed. You know, <laughs> are they just trying not to get robbed? Is that the deal? Why why are they packing heat? Yeah, yeah, because you're in. I mean, you're in the situation where people are looking at you. I mean, this is a black market. You know what I'm saying? It's people that are willing to break the law that are that are selling weed. So it's a different type of world, and these guys they get good at it. And they, they start attracting attention. Well, eventually somebody's going to try to take what they have. So they have to, you know what I'm saying, they have to be armed. Yeah. yeah. And it's a scary situation being, you know, not involved in any of that. I'm just a goofy, you know, hippie stoner kid right. trying to get a dime bag. But yet I'm <laughs> going to this apartment where everybody's got a pistol, you know, and, the, and you know, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's a friend of mine back then. You know what I mean? So it's like. He he wants you to chill and hang out and shit, but it's like, dude, I can't, I can't sit here, you know. But it's like a one dispensary town now, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. They opened a dispensary. When was that? Was it earlier this year or sometime last year? I think the vote was last year, so recently, probably. Yeah, yeah, very. It was yeah, it was pretty recent. You know, I mean, I wonder about like what what it's like when it, when a place like Missouri, which is a you know a conservative state. But with a with a large black population as well, like are the dispensaries for sort of catering to to white people or or black people? Is, it's is, one dispensary. Yeah, I mean it's it's to people that smoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's just what it is. You know, like I said, I mean if it's the only place in town, and if that's what you got to do to be able to just safely buy weed and not have to worry about extra stuff going on, then, I mean, that's, that's the place to go. So is there a line or people getting medical marijuana cards? What's it look like? They are, they are. But, uh, in the state of Missouri, if you get a medical marijuana card, the catch is you're no longer allowed to have a gun. Oh, that's a huge issue. People in Missouri love their guns. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, the whole thing with, uh, that whole thing with uh, people in federal housing not being able to use pot. There are all these hidden uh, repressions in there. I mean, I'm not a gun guy, but I think that's problematic to restrict people once they have a medical marijuana card. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of funny that like in a place like Missouri, the only way you can't buy sort of weapons of war is if you have a medical marijuana card. Yeah, that's... Like that, you could have a, a record. You could have been locked up 
in an asylum for mental health disorders and probably still have an easier time getting a gun. Oh, yeah, but if you want to smoke that dirty hippie <laughs> lettuce, no, no, no guns for you. Hey, so you're doing a gig upcoming. We were just talking about it earlier. It's like double duty. Can you tell us what that double duty is? What's the gig? And what's that like? Uh, I mean, it's for, for me, it's single duty. Uh, it's I play bass uh, on a show at the Hollywood Improv called Glazed. Glazed? Glazed. I've been glazed. Yeah. Because the guy the guy that created the show, his name is Michael Glazer. I met him the other day. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool guy. Really awesome guy. I love that dude. But uh yeah, it's a variety show. It's it's comedy centered, but there's all these other things going on. Like we do the music. We usually open up the show with like thirty minutes of like kind of jam band type stuff. And uh, I play the bass and my buddy Ben's on guitar and I believe we have a DJ now. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a comedy like a, a comedy centric show. But there's burlesque. There's all kinds of little surprises and stuff. It's a really neat experience. Do you feel like you're? Um, is this part of you making it here? Because I, I mean, we haven't talked about it explicitly, but you're going back and forth, right? I mean, you've you've been in KC. Yeah, you're here. You want to be here. Right? Yeah, this is where I want to be for sure. You know, uh, I think it was important to kind of go back and, you know be back in touch with my family and, and just kind of recharge. And uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get back here though. Is there a nice sort of like circuit for 420 friendly comedians nowadays with like everybody looking for, you know, there are so many weed events and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think now that, you know, is able to be more out in the open, you know, you have these people that, you know, there's a, there's a demand for it. So yeah, it's it's definitely grown. So in terms of you as an artist, a creative person, what role does cannabis play in your creativity, your process? It's a huge part of the creative process, huge part. Like whether I'm doing music or, or writing jokes for comedy, it sort of taps into that different gear in my brain, you know, to where I can really like as far as like a joke goes, I can really get down deep into it and like analyze it piece by piece and break it down in a way that I wouldn't normally be able to not stoned, you know. Can you give us an example? Okay, so say I have a bit and it just, you know, it starts with a premise like I don't know, like buying a TV, you know what I mean? Well, now I, I took up a little bit. Now I can kind of sit back and like really feel out the rest of the situation from a visual standpoint. Like, okay, what's the scene of the store like? I can take just a little thing that would be in a background of like a Best Buy or something and also make little side like tag jokes based on that, you know? Mm, yeah. So it's like, to me, it's about like exploring like a different depth of the mind as far as like trying to pick out stuff like for for creative ideas. Can you tell us the joke? The joke. Oh no! That see, <laughs> you just pulled I, that one out. Right, right, right. I'm trying to be. I'm. I'm trying not to to burn material. Oh, oh right okay. Now. Come on, give us one joke, dude. <laughs> one joke. One marijuana infused joke, right now. <laughs> one marijuana infused joke. Uh, I was talking about um, this. Joke, this is a joke. I don't really do a whole lot anymore, but it's about like me hanging out with my redneck coworkers, and they they one of them says, "Hey, do you want to smoke this here weed with me?" And I was like, well, I've had plenty of weed, but I'd never had hoid. <laughs> and it was like, somebody should have warned me. Well, then I'm like, okay, well, what else about that situation 
would 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 stick out like what about that scene stick out okay well obviously there's country music playing okay so how does the country music relate to the hoid how does he talk to you oh the country music turns into a bully like the hoid turns the country music into a bully and the country music's like dance motherfuckers you gotta get up yeah it's (laughs) so so hoid i mean that's the thing about that joke is you have to be able to hear that you have to have heard that person probably a dude yeah like hoid and you have to have gotten high with them and had a semi-pleasant experience i when i lived in new york i lived in new york for four years i moved to indiana right after and i found myself smoking with some redneck motherfuckers and it was perfectly fine i got nothing against redneck motherfuckers but you don't really see yourself doing that and um the hoid is a real thing you know it's oh, a, yeah i Someone was saying earlier, just the greatest thing about weed is it brings people together. And as a person, I'm imagining you weren't smoking with the brothers all the time. Do you find that? I smoked smoked with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, like I said, being a jazz musician, especially where I was at, it was dope because I was hanging out with people from all over the world. Like, my best friend to this day is, uh, he was our drummer at the time. He's from the Dominican Republic. And then, you know, we had friends from Turkey, Brazil, you know, so people are all ethnicities, cultural backgrounds, all that. So, so yeah, cool. smoked with everybody, yeah. So what's next for you? Well, right now I'm working on uh, some, some music projects, uh, which I'm excited about. More details to come on that. I can't really elaborate too much. But uh, yeah, and then just continuing with glazed and and, and slapping that bass. And that's once that's once a month. I want I want to. Yeah, go. it's the last Thursday of every month at the Hollywood Improv at the Lab. You have some really specific ideas about um, the healing properties, the communal aspects of pot. Is that what we were talking about earlier? Just in terms of smoking with other people. What do you mean by healing aspects? Well, I, no, what I said was the like the therapeutic mm-hmm. uh, aspects, as far as like say like professional athletes. Like there's a guy, I believe his name is Kyle Turley. He did a, a Vice documentary about introducing his fellow retired athletes to cannabis as a way to treat their depression, uh, pain, and, and things of that nature. So it's kind of a two birds with one stone thing. There's a therapeutic properties of, you know, the the actual cannabis itself, plus the communal aspects being a lot of these dudes were kind of isolated, you know, and now they have sort of a support group to kind of get together and share their experiences and, you know, talk things over. So the leagues right now mm-hmm. won't let you talk about it. But when these people jump into retirement, do you know Joe Montana's got a brand? He's really big right now. He's a, he's a partner and spokesperson for a brand I up north. Do did you know not the, know that. Do you and know I'm, the name? I'm a Chiefs fan. So yeah, Joe Montana. Oh, you, wait, you don't get to claim Joe Montana, dude. <laughs> Come on. He played for Kansas City, so yeah, right. I can. Yeah, I, I was alive back then. Tr- I could do it. I'm trying to think. Like there was Shaq had a, a go round in Phoenix, and the Phoenix Suns are not claiming Shaq <laughs> in this one. It's kind of akin to that. You have to admit. Yeah, yeah, it is. But hey, you Joe know, Joe Montana, give me a break. <laughs> Kyle Turley helped me with a piece a few years ago about Timmy Lincecum. Are you familiar with Timmy? Timmy Lincecum, that name sounds familiar, but I can't put it with a face. No, he played. He was a great pitcher with the Giants, and he kept getting busted. He got busted with weed. So the whole "Let Timmy Smoke" campaign happened around San Francisco, and yeah, it was problematic for him. 
Yeah, Timmy Lipscomb, he was playing for the Giants in 15, right? And not oh, yeah. 15, 14. Yeah, 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 because that was one of the guys, like, yeah, because Kansas City played the Giants right. in, the, in the World Series that right. year. Yeah, no, that was a legitimate Kansas City team. And then, then and obviously, you have a good football team now, but yeah. not Joe Montana. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, I'm telling you, we're gonna see each other like three months from now. Yeah, like, like, how you been? <laughs> by the way, no, no, Joe Montana. That was such a grotesque overreach of local heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, you can imagine maybe Joe going to Missouri and you know promoting his brand oh, or something like that. God, hometown yeah. he hero. Will, he will don the jersey again. <laughs> right. It's a shame Patrick Mahomes can't do it. Yeah, but he will. I mean. He didn't get that style without weed. Come on. Right, right, right. Are you familiar with Patrick Mahomes? No. He's the next big thing. He's he's already the big thing. He's the quarterback of the 2020s, and he plays for Kansas City. He's amazing to watch. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, the way he moves from side to side and, like, throws the ball at, like, weird angles. Well, that's because he played accurate. baseball. He throws the baseball. He throws the football like a baseball player. And yeah. He does go He back played shortstop, right? Yeah. Amazing to watch. It's like a synthesis of sports. But we didn't come here to talk sports. <laughs> <Let's> talk. <laughs> you know what we were talking about? We In the opening of the podcast, we were talking about our favorite ums, comedy, stoner comedy icons. Who's, who do you think is great in that category? Well, I mean, my number one uh, is Dave Chappelle. Yeah. For sure. Like, growing up and, and watching Half Baked, like, that was my intro to weed humor, <laughs> you know? You know, um, uh, who's this co-writer? Dave uh, Dave Chappelle's co-writer, Neil, oh, Chappelle, Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan talked yeah. a lot about how um, it was a flop initially. It was really, it had terrible competition, really ridiculous competition that week. And, and people who saw it didn't review it very well. So Half-Baked found its life afterwards. And I just never understood why people didn't like it because there are so many great, simple turns. And I keep thinking about... Um, uh, oh my God! This is terrible that I'm linking, but you're going to remember uh, Stephen Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright, yes, the, the guy on the couch, the guy on the couch. It was yes. just such a throwaway part, but it was the great Stephen Wright, who I think was a an optimal stoner humorist without even bringing out the weed. I don't even know if he ever mentioned weed, but aesthetically, it matched it so simply. Exactly. It, that's the that's the one with that that Bob Saget joke. Oh yeah! <laughs> Wait, what? Which joke are we talking about here? Where he, he goes to like the Narcotics Anonymous meeting, and he's like, "Well, I've been smoking too much pot." And then Bob Saget, this was like his sort of the novelty of him no longer being on Full House, and he's like, "You can't be a pot addict. I've had to suck dick to get crack." And <laughs> you ever suck dick and, for and, weed? And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Boo this man! <laughs> But that that may be almost what the essence of a stoner comedy is. Like they don't hold up that well in movie theaters and stuff like that. But they're they're sort of like they work well in, in the background. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign off on that because <laughs> I mean I'm I, I think I'm a, a what about Pineapple Express? Pineapple Express 100 percent is a experience that's cinematic and I thought it was too violent. Well, that's that's a matter of taste. Really? Yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of these sort of action, modern sort of comedy slash actions when they're they're not really action movies. They have people like Seth Rogen in them. And the, 
the violence just sort of feels gratuitous to me. Yeah, I, I, there are people who find humor in, in big violence. I'm not necessarily one of them, but it won't be a disqualifier for a film. And I see, Glenn, that look on your face, you're into it, right? Well, I'm just, I keep re, I just keep replaying the picture, like the part where uh, Craig Robinson gets ran over. Like he's sticking halfway up out the manhole, and what Danny McBride's in the yellow car, and he like hits him. He goes, ah! And he screams, looks at the camera. Like for some reason that's cracking me up right now. I don't know. Okay. Well, well, do you have a stoner favorite that you could actually enjoy in a movie theater, Alex? I'm a big fan of Harold and Kumar. Mm. I don't know. It, You're not going to say anything in defense of it. You just have a visceral like. I really like that Harold and Kumar movies. I think basically they should make one every year till doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the guy, uh, dude went to the White House and gave up his career, right? The, Kumar guy? Yeah, but now he's, I think, back in Hollywood. Mm, or Cal Penn? Yeah, Cal Penn. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, hey, man, um, anything you're trying to sell that you want people to know about gigs around town, stuff online, what's up? Well, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Glenn B. Comic mm-hmm. and also Twitter under the same handle, Glenn B. Comic. Uh, I have a video on YouTube. It's a hip-hop video that I did as a vegan character. <laughs> that sounds called cool. fresh greens. Is it, is oh, this, that sounds is, great. Wait, is this good or bad? It sounds like it could be miraculous or it could be horrible. <laughs> what is yeah. it? Uh, it's up for you guys to decide. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm it's not hearty endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really glad you came through and made us laugh. And you know, happy trails, dude. Yeah, yeah. Thanks maybe, for inviting me. Come back. This is fun. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm looking forward to to glazed. I heard about it the other day, so I'm looking oh, forward to checking it out. It's going to be a fun one. There's always goodies. Okay, take care, Glenn. Thanks so much. Later. Bye, guys. All right, that's our show for this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Weed Week News or email us at hello at weedweek.net. Tell us your favorite stoner comedy bit. Don't forget to show us some love on iTunes. We like five-star ratings. We love a review. Do it. It helps the show. And, of course, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash weedweek. For more week news, you can sign up for... Our newsletters, Weed Week, Weed Week Canada, and Weed Week California, all at weedweek.net. They're free, so enjoy. I'm Alex Halpern. And this is Donnell Alexander. Our producers, Hannah Smith and Alicia Beyer, wrote our theme music, additional music from the late, great Andre Bush. See you here again next week. Peace.